I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Happy haunting, everyone! Well, we're, we're, we're near um, Halloween, aren't yeah, we? Spooky season. It's what the Americans call it and people on TikTok, yeah. Spooky. Do you remember growing up? When I was growing up, there was no. they didn't have Halloween in this country. We were bothered about Penny for the Guy. We weren't bothered about oh, they Halloween. Don't, they don't bother about that, but I remember... One, sorry, we'll get to the introductions in a minute. But I remember going to a little uh, cul-de-sac near us and we were doing it and people didn't really know what it was. And there was a, there was a girl, I don't know whether she'd been bullied, and her mum come out and grabbed my friend Richard Sachs and said, Get away, you Oh. And it was really horrible. We were really shaken up. Um, but I don't think, you know, just copying the Americans and doing it in that horrible British way, which mostly involved chucking eggs at people or yeah. stones or upsetting folk. It wasn't quite the same thing. Let's get on with the show. She's here. She's there. She's every flipping where. It's Linda Pollock. How do? Hey, 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 everybody. What's happening? I'm going to the Lake District soon. Love it. Love it. Love the Lake District. I love the lakes, especially in the autumn. Those lovely colours and it's freezing cold and you get pissed on rain, I mean. It really does. It really is. The quality break that everyone wants. Can I just... I don't... I'm not pissing on your chips for a second, but did you hear that Lake Windermere is absolutely chock full of pollution and raw sewage oh. thanks to the beloved Conservative government who sold off all our assets, the water <laughs> companies included? Um, you That's know what I mean? very sad. Yeah, very sad. So I do like to go for a nice trip on Lake Windermere. I'm often up there at the Lakeside Bar and Grill. Oh, I've, nice. I often do gigs up there. Um, I have been on that boat trip more times than I can remember. Nice and I've song. probably seen out the windows once because normally we go at this time of year. Oh, and it's pouring rain. And it's pouring rain. Everyone's inside and it gets quite misty. <laughs> it gets quite misty yes. on the inside, doesn't yes, it? Yes, I know. But it is bloody lovely. Oh, when you look I at love some it. of those houses there. Beatrix Potter, of course. Yes. You can see her. And then lots of rich people. They live Yeah, there. they live in some bloody oh lovely God. houses. Imagine having a boathouse, though. Oh, 
Oh, oh. <gasps> Tell you what I do love as well. If you go to Grassmere, have you ever been to Grassmere? No, I don't. Oh my sure god, you've got to go to Grassmere yeah. and queue up to go into a tiny room. Go it's on. a bakery. It's yeah. Sarah Nelson's gingerbread shop. Right. And they dress up Victorians. They've got mop caps on. Right. And they'll sell you warm gingerbread. But it's not oh. like the gingerbread, like smooth, like you make gingerbread men out of. Right. It's got like a sort of crumble coating on it. Oh it's bloody lovely. God. Tell you what, I'll bring you some back. Oh, would you yes. please? Yes, lovely. I will. I, when I often, when I go up and down the country doing, t- I, I like to make it a sort of culinary tour. Yeah. I was down in uh, Sandwich in Kent. I had to sandwich. Yeah. I went up to Eccles in Manchester. I had an Eccles cake. Yes. By the time I got to Cockermouth, I, I wasn't <laughs> Oh, Clinton. Oh, you funny bastard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. No, it didn't, it didn't deserve that. So, listen, I, what I will say is, when I was last there at Windermere, I stayed in that lovely hotel right next to uh, the water. Yeah. Uh, I was put up by the Lakeside Grill, very kindly. Nice. Tom Nash, who runs that, put me up there. Lovely. Hello, Tom. And I had next door, I'm not going to tell you the hotel, because I don't want to name the pub. I thought, it's, it's, it's all manner of places to eat there in Bowness. Yeah. Uh, which is where Lake Windermere is, of course. And I chose this pub because I saw some people eating outside. I thought, oh, that's all right. It's right next to my hotel. It's quite nice sitting out the front here. And on the menu, <laughs> no, I'm telling you this, it said something about beef slices in a baguette. So I thought, oh, that oh, sounds nice. Hot. Yeah. And it said with mushrooms. So I thought, oh, that sounds okay, interesting. Unusual, all right. yeah. Anyway, it comes out, you know, like a meals on wheels type thing you might get in a hospital with gravy horrible slices of sort of factory cut beef grey beef grey beef which would have come in a sort of tin plasticky thing oh, just warmed dear. up it was quite the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten and I was so annoyed myself every eatery you can imagine is in uh, Bowness yeah and I went for that and he says everything alright and of course like a big cow and I went yeah lovely lovely thinking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely <laughs> 10 out of 10 thinking that's fucking disgusting you went to a really nice place next time you're there maybe go a bit further go to Grassmere get some gingerbread there's a nice <laughs> Italian restaurant in Keswick yummy yum yum oh my god have you been? no I've got to tell you something else go on Sorry, you know I was in South... I'll let you get a word in in a minute, Linda. It's all right. Do you remember... I, 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 was, I went to Southport yeah. to do a gig, mm-hmm. right, very recently. And I went to an Italian restaurant. I'm not going to name it. I do like to eat before the gig, just for a bit of home comfort, cosy. Also, you don't want to be rumbling on the mic, do you? Quite right, like I often do. <laughs> but you don't, you know, I'm away from home, I'm a bit nervous, it was completely sold out in this massive tent, and you think, the one thing I want, I do want a bit of quiet, go and have something to eat. And I went to an Italian restaurant, and I thought, I'll have calamari. I do like a bit of calamari. Oh, careful. Before, oh. I, before a show, though, what if it... What? No, it doesn't repeat on me. No? I've got a cast iron stomach I have yeah and um, yeah so anyway I went into this place and I saw the calamari and I thought yeah that, that's what I'll have and I thought I'll have a little pizza and he hands me a, a specials menu printed out and it said calamari with stuffed with chorizo and some sort of crust something or other yeah I thought that's the one for me being a greedy fat bastard I thought that's what I will have not the straight calamari, the stuffed calamari. Yes. This thing arrived. It was quite the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. You know calamari, it, particularly if it's well done, it's like a bloody rubber band. Yes. Bang. Bang. 
So it was wrapped around this very, very baked, like they'd had it under the grill for ages. It was like a little round medallion of chopped chorizo, very, very finely chopped, yeah. with this fishy rubber band around it. And at one stage, I thought, I'm going to choke to death, because it goes in your throat. <laughs> I really did. I was... And I thought, don't let me die here in oh, Southport. Oh, you're like a snake trying to get, an, like, an antelope down. It really was. I got, you know, like a pelican. I dislodged its beak. Yeah. I was... It was... And it happened twice. It happened oh twice. God. Absolutely... It tasted horrible, and the whole texture was f***ing <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'm never going there again. And if you do, you know, just trust yourself. I wanted calamari. Why did I? Why did you go more elaborate? I'll tell you why, because when they say it's a special, I feel, because I'm so it's kind. Special, I think, you say? No, I think they've made an effort. They've made an effort. You're like special. You're you know the... what specials are? What they can't the get rid of. Oh, Christ. It is, though, isn't it? I always imagine it's like... You're not like not special enough for you. <laughs> oh, this is oh, you're not special. Listen, if it was great, they'd have it on all the time. Specials, because so. they've only got a bit of it, or I, they want to get rid. I sp- I've imagined this bloke's wife. You know, my wife go down to get calamari from market this morning. Oh, not special. Perhaps wife, you want to go down on hands and knees to where's, get it. Where's this Italian from? Uh, so anyway, listen, let's get on with yeah. the bloody show. Oh my show. god, we do go on, don't we? We do go on. Was that interesting? No. <laughs> Checking in from Take a Break, Fate and Fortune. I think you better speak. I've done all the speaking, Linda. All right. Get on with it. This will really seal the deal okay. for you. Queuing at the till, I noticed the cashier looked as if she was being trained by an older woman. Oh. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Go on. This older lady was standing right over the cashier, said cashier again, <laughs> and I w- thought that it was the kind of attention that would make me nervous. Then when I reached the front of the queue, the cashier was on her own. Where's the other lady gone, I asked. Yeah. The cashier, again, there's no other word for it, looked confused and didn't seem to know what I meant. Huh? So I described who I'd seen standing over her. The colour drained from the cashier's face. The cashier said that it was her old supervisor who had no spatial awareness, <laughs> but had died a few years ago. The cashier said clearly she came back to check on standards. Margaret Ridgway, cashier, Netherfield Box. <laughs> I think she's got 150 quid for that. <laughs> Unexpected item in the bagging area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two people working there. The supervisor on her, trying to find one is... <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, all the other chill points were closed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, ten items or less. Uh, right, uh, that was a shit, that one. What a load of crap. What a load of crap. Who chose that to, to say, uh, to open with? Brassy bombshell. Yeah, here we go. My partner Sarah and I were recently in Los Angeles and went to Westwood Memorial Park to visit Marilyn Monroe's tomb in the appropriately named Corridor of Memories in Crypt Number 24. Why is that appropriately named? Well, it's called the Corridor of Memories because it's got people in it that you want to remember. It's not appropriately named. It's it's, 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 it's That's what it's called, yeah. Who wrote this, Mark Dad? (sighs) No one else was around. I posed for this picture and when I mentioned Marilyn's name, there was an audible noise from the tomb. (laughs) Boop, boop, bidoo. I mean, no, there wasn't. Well, I don't know why I'm doubting it. I, I believe all this stuff. It sounded like a coin dropping down and, and onto the concrete inside. What do you think she's doing there? Playing a slot machine or something? <laughs> it was most eerie and also alarming that it happened when her name was mentioned. Hence the startled look on my face. It's a Does picture of the It's slightly, yeah. It looks right. like he's had his batteries taken out. <laughs> He needs a coin put in his slot, this bloke. <laughs> it sent a, sh- a chill through my rather 
stiff body. <laughs> Sarah heard it too. Oh. And we both immediately decided it was maybe time to go. There might be a reasonable explanation, as people do put coins around the crypt, but the sound definitely came from inside. Now, whenever I see pictures of her or films, it makes me wonder about that spooky moment. Mark Dabbs, who got 25 quid. <laughs> That's what I heard. Looking dollar pound Yeah, coins. ringing in his ears. Do you think Marilyn Monroe would really bother with Mark Dabbs from Walsall in the <laughs> West Midlands? No, she'd be more worried about the fact that that pervert Hugh Hefner's been parked next to her. Has he? Yeah. Oh, I think that's out of order, don't you? God. So he used her photos, didn't he, in Playboy. That's what got Playboy really famous. He used photos that ah. she'd had taken when she was really young. Right. Possibly in a kind of like grotty manner, those photos have been taken. Yeah. He profited yeah. for her and then he slides in next to her and thinks she can't get rid of him. I can honestly say she is so beautiful, Marilyn Monroe, yeah. isn't she? I mean, often when you see these people in the sort of 40s, 50s, you go, I can sort of see why she's attracted to that. I don't, that doesn't really do anything for me, that sort of hair. It reminds me of my grandmother, that yeah. sort of. But God, she was so beautiful, Marilyn Monroe. What a, what a beautiful... I'm going to tell you something else about Marilyn Monroe and I can't remember what it was. Oh, I know. I did a, a seance here, you know, very, absolutely mad on her and I had my hands on my little table and she appeared in a negligee and I swear to God, that table rose oh all on its own. Oh, God! More jokes like that. I've got to stop saying rude things because I'm getting a little bit too old for it. No wonder those girls were so <laughs> appalled at me. Time now to speak to Ramon again. I was so sorry about how things ended last week. It's inevitable with you two, it though, isn't is, it? It is, isn't it? So I phoned Ramon to apologise. Unfortunately, during this, he's, he made... Well, he made it. He cast aspersions on a shed that my mother's got and what it was used for at her house. Here's Ramon. Hello, Ramon. Is that Clinton um, Baptist? Yes, it is. Talk to you. Yeah, I know. I'm just phoning about last week. I'm, I'm, I'm I so was merely sorry. trying to tell you about my experience in a, a retreat, and you, you you sabotaged it and offended me yet again. I, I know, and I, I'm sorry. And if you want to be in a retreat and just move away from the world, I don't blame you. There's a lot that's awful about it. Uh, it's not up to me. It's up to you how you spend your money. And if you want to stand around with a load of hippies banging on about some nonsense you just made up or read online at a very disreputable website or heard from uh, no, 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 it takes... I mean, it's Pamela Clinton okay, without doing a better research. So let's just let pylons be pylons and just... I just wanted to say that, you know, I, I didn't just... mean that. And, you know, she's a, a, a fine lady and... You know, and anything I, you know, I, I, I said about it, I didn't mean, and anything other people have said about her and the, the, her reputation and stuff like that's 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 all old news. So well, but that's that's that. news to me because I've never heard anybody other than yourself insult my dear. No, mother. it's just you know, just the thing about the, you know, the bike, the bike, the bike insult, you know, the 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 the, the bike in, in, insult. You know. Of course, your mother liked her basement, didn't she? She had that wee spare basement. Mean? Well, she had the wee apartment down the stairs, didn't she? She accessed it from the garden, like one of these 70s horror films, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, well, no, that was, no, that was just a little den. She did Funny that, isn't it? How dare you? Yeah, when she was don't speak about my mum's basement. Like, uh, 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 oh, 
Oh, it's a shed, it's a shed. No, no, it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. Funny, wasn't it? Your mum, she said it was a garden shed and it was had a bed in it. They don't often have that other full bed laid out. A little bit of... What was that red light she kept in the window? That was fun. Funny thing to have in a garden shed, wasn't it? You know, the stench of creosote. Christ, well, that was better than what was normally stunk up in oh, there. Oh, I mean, that 60 was... Um, super kings, oh, well, they know, said that the, the minute your mother went down to the basement and put the light on, there were a lot of chains. I think she was very safety conscious, wasn't she? Right. I will, I will thank you. I will thank you for not talking about my mother's garden shed. You know very well that's when she did the uh, plant pots and everything, but nothing going on in there. Ah, well, it's nice to have a shed and an indoor basement flat, isn't it? What a load of yeah. old shit. Apart from cultivating cash, which she probably was. She probably no, had that. She, uh, she had green fingers. She had green fingers. Not like your mum. Her fingers. Christ knows where they were. There are people who pop round. Oh, I'm doing horticulture. Horticulture? That was what your mum was doing. Come round. Have a look at me tomatoes. That was your mum. Oh, that... Look at this aubergine. That's not an aubergine, love. That's for something you've been using for your clients. Son, well, listen, son of green fingers. Away and stick your green fingers up your hoop. Wait a minute. She's coming in now. Who's my mum? I'll do me a favour. Oh, I just want to say I'm feeling very penitent right now. Right, that's my mum, is it? I'm feeling my, my darling baby boy, Clinton. I'm very sorry for all the things I did down there in London and that late night down at the side of the Thames where there's just grab do, one mud to lean do, against. Do me a favour. Oh, I regret all of it. Inviting them into my basement flat to cultivate my plantations and club Do me a favour. Oh, who's this? It's your it's all, it's all mother to me. Oh, please, and I'm oh. so sorry I wasn't there. Yes, 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 She's taking up with Peter Stringfellow. Dark away in shite. She's it's part of his cabaret of angels, but the, the big fat lump has fallen through one of the clouds, so he don't want her anymore. He's given her P forty five and told her to fuck off. Dark away you, away you in shite. Away you in shite. Time now to hear from brilliant comedian Adam Anwar, who I worked with in uh, Accrington recently. Have a listen to his very spooky story. Thank you. That is a glass breaking. Just as I was about to speak, a glass has fallen off in the bar where we are doing a show tonight. We're in Accrington. I'm here with Adam Anwar, a fantastic comedian I've been working with for the last few days. Adam, how are you? I'm not too bad, but I'm so glad that I've seen you because I've had this ghost story on my mind. And oh now I've got God. the man. This is the opportunity, Adam, to tell yeah. the story. All right. Yeah, Listen. Yeah, that's right. That's someone coming in and inter interrupting the recording. Right. Uh, Adam, please regale us with the story in the studio. I say studio. It's my converted garage at the bottom of my garden. Linda, please put on the spooky music. Adam. Right. So, back in 2004, my grandma was on 
was on death's door. We didn't yes. know she was on death's door, but it turned out that she died a few days later. Right. My mum went to go and look after her. She was staying in the room next door to my grandma. Now, a little bit of a side story. My dad is a very strict Muslim. My mum is Polish, just right. for a context. And my dad was telling me after my grandma died that in Islam, we believe that uh, when you are about to die, that kind of three spirits come to visit you. Three spirits, yes. Three spirits. Yes. So... A few days passes, mum comes home after grandma's died and when she comes home she's saying it was weird actually the night she died because I heard her get up three times and because she wasn't well, you know, I went over to, you know, out of the room to say, you know mum, what do you want? I can, yeah. I can help you. And each of the three times she wasn't there. She never had a chance to ask her about, about, she died without... She never had the opportunity because she died... And that's an Islamic thing, is it? That, uh, that um, you visit three times. There's something to it, that what one spirit takes your mind and your body and your soul, is that, is that sort of idea? Yeah, it's about the spirits coming to kind of, you know, take parts away, give you warnings, those kind of elements. Right, right, okay. And do you find that was a comfort to you, Adam? Or did, what did the family say? Did everyone sort of nod in, in agreement that they've heard of that before? Or was it... Well, uh, that's the thing, it was a very... Because my mum probably doesn't even know that part oh, of Oh, that's Islam. right, of course, because she's Polish. Yeah, so, yeah. So she doesn't even know. And because my dad had told me that in between any of us knowing this stuff, it was a very, very, like, spooky situation. Well, I want to thank you, Adam, for sharing that very personal story. Thank you very much. Thank you. Shalom Shakatak. got an email this week from a chap called Gavin Downey. Now, Gavin uh, is out in uh, New Zealand, Ooh. but he wanted us to know this very spooky story. Please, could we have the spooky music, Linda? I'm not spiritual. I'm not any kind of person that shouts what I'm about to share from the rooftops, but you may be the one to share what I've experienced. I hope so. I first saw a spirit at 15 when my girlfriend's parents' house at 2am in the morning, getting up to drink a drink of water t in the kitchen. 2am is the morning, but don't matter. Kitchen. I watched who I thought was her mother walk past the kitchen door, but when I followed to ask if she was okay, I came face to face with a wall in the house that I found out later was put in when they changed the inner design. This was the same woman, Mary, who oh, would open the doors while we watched... a full stop! TV Jesus in the Christ. sitting room and the 70s star concertina door that split the room in the middle would unlatch and open a few feet, making the room one room again. Oh, God. Mother Teresa, use a full stop, Gavin. This is not the story I've come to share, though. This story is more ominous and spine chilling. I used to run bars and nightclubs as an aspiring musician. <gasps> I used to manage a bar stroke pool hall in the basement of an entertainment complex high rise. It was a new building, nothing too old or historic at all. When I was on my own cashing up at the end of the night, you'd always hear things coming from the hallway by the manager's office door. And I was, at first, I'd go and check and I'd find nothing. One night after staff drinks, we were leaving and my DJ noticed some beer bottles on the pool table we've been playing on at the oh, bar. God. I had 16 pool tables as well. Oh, Instead of getting trouble from the daytime manager opening up, my DJ walked down to the table and as he grabbed the beer bottles, the lights above that one pool table turned on. So basically, just to summarise, one light appeared over one pool table in that room. No others in the room, just that table. 
he grabbed the bottles and darted back to us, shitting his pants, thinking something was up as we were all leaning against the bar, nowhere near the light switch behind the bar from that night on the place gave... From that night on, the place gave me the chills and it all comes to a head when early one weeknight I had closed up and stacked some ashtrays to be cleaned the next morning when I turned off lights and locked up and went to the games. Games with a capital G for no apparent reason. You know when like an eight-year-old tells, <laughs> tells you a story. And then I, uh, the, right, anyway, so, so anyway, I went to the games arcade next door owned by the same owners. Oh, well, that's interesting. And said I was leaving. The two guys who did security there at the change desk said, Hold on, you've left someone in the bar. They pointed to the TV screen security monitor and in the back behind the pool hall bar, a lone figure in a hooded sweatshirt was sitting on a couch leaning forwards. The camera was in the corner, so I just saw the individual side on. I dashed to the side door, which got entry to the back bar direct, and unlocked, waiting to see a happy locked-in patron. But the patron, but the couch, patron, but the couch was empty. I walked back and said they were taking the piss, but they showed me again the monitor. I thought they were conning me with a pre-record tape, but the bar top had all the ashtrays I just left stacked from cleaning up, and I knew everything I had left was where it was. It was the bar at that moment, and there was a figure on film sitting. I dashed back with one of the security guys, and we looked in the door, and it was empty. And he exclaimed, fuck this, (laughs) and he dashed back out. I sat looking at the camera and tried every thought to explain, but we couldn't. A grainy black and white old school security camera was showing this figure. Half of me wanted to believe it was a joke and they got me to so check the bar one last time, then went to a friend's bar to have a beer and try figure out. I worked maybe a dozen more shifts in that bar, never feeling comfortable, end of my shifts, locking up on my own and always saying hello when I opened up start of the day and talked to the entity during the day and asked the to be left to carry on. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. Oh, could be that. When I mentioned this years later to the other ex-bar staff, many stories around strange occurrences came up and no one could figure why. Maybe the young man liked the bar and decided not to leave when they died elsewhere. I wouldn't call myself airy-fairy. I call you fairly inarticulate as well. (laughs) But I know what I saw and what the security guards saw. Since then, I've seen the odd thing here and there. But nothing as tangible as that night in that bar on that couch. Thanks, Gavin Downey. So anyway. And I was like, fuck this shit, you're winding me up. <laughs> Let's speak to Gavin Downey. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Gavin Downey is speaking to us now on Zoom from New Zealand. What was the time there, Gavin? Oh, I think it's it's about 5 a.m. in the morning here. 
5 a.m. in the morning means, well, 5 a.m. means the morning, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Gavin, 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 uh, thank you for getting up so early. Or have you been to bed yet? I know I have actually been to bed now. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, Linda is here. Yes. We are intrigued with this. Mm -hmm. um, it's a shame we haven't got the footage of the, the, the grainy I, I know. TV. Yeah. I agree. I'm the same. The footage is always very hard to come by, isn't it? Well, the footage was around for a little footage. while, and a, and a few people were brought in to look at the video, and, but everyone just poo pooed it and said it was a you know it was a scam and we were making it up and everything, and and so we just kind of went, okay, it's and it's up to you whether you want to believe what we saw and what went on that night, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can tell you, I can tell you that I had some sort of six foot Samoan security guys who were rather scared that night after really? seeing and going through it. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose you know, playing devil's advocate, there are more people who would say you just stuck some bloke in there in a hoodie. Right, I, well, I, I wish that was the case, but I mean, like it, like I said in the in the story, it wasn't the only thing that happened in that bar. And it was, you know, if it was an isolated incident, I'd be fine. But I was, I was more spooked by the night that the light went on in the middle of the pool hall when we were cleaning right. up. Okay, so tell me, um, when you were in the pool hall and that happened, was brown left on the table? Oh, <laughs> someone sunk the brown. I think the pink was in the brown. <laughs> oh come on, there's a joke in this one. Uh, and left white on the cushion. Is oh, it's yeah. the punchline. Is the punchline to that one? Um, Gavin, please tell me this. Do you believe now that it was the spirit of a hoodie? Oh, I, 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 the jury's still out. I don't know. I that would be that would be making such a big bold claim that I don't. I don't know. It was something. I'm a pragmatic person, and I do not. I've you're had lots of weird occurrences around me through my life, but sorry, I don't. Sorry, did you say you're a preg you're a pregnant person? That would be a weird occurrence. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think it's why I'm up so early. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, so just what I want to make this absolutely clear. You were seeing this this figure, then you were darting in, gone. Darting yeah, out. Yeah, darting out, gone. Did Opened people... the door, looked yeah. in, gone. And, and the thing was, and people said, oh, maybe it was, a, you know, they doctored tape. But I knew exactly how I'd left the bar top with ashtrays and a tea towel on top because I was going to be in the next morning to okay. clean up. So I, so I could tell that that was that night. Did people see you appearing on screen... They didn't yes. see the period on screen with the figure still there. Yeah, on the no. When I was on, yeah, like yeah. When I, they would watch me on video go how in and open the door. Yes, that's, it was. That's, yeah, yeah. So, Linda, it, how about that? This man appeared in the same room as his hooded figure. Did the, did the hooded figure look up at you? No, there was. When I went in there, there was nothing there. But did they see the figure as you were appearing? They, the they could see the figure on the video, and the figure that didn't move. That is what I'm saying, Linda. How about that? I don't know about spiritual, but it smells like shenanigans, doesn't it? Don't well, that's, like... I, that's what I would hope. I, I would hope, I, I would rather hope that it was some elaborate thing, because if I wanted to believe that that's what's happening, I would never go back into the city did, again. Did those people, I mean, do they, you don't see those people anymore. Do they maintain that that actually happened? Well, I still like... see a couple of them, and we still talk about the, the, the light going on, because we were all in the bar that night. The yeah. pool light going on in the middle, and that was thing. But yeah, we've yeah people talk about the video and the guy sitting on the chair, and people yeah. still don't. It comes up, but when when you said he looked like he was a hoodie, I mean, was he like a monk hoodie or was he a modern hoodie? 
a modern hoodie. Like the one hoodie, you're definitely. wearing now, exactly. <laughs> Not the one I'm wearing now, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. could almost be it, couldn't it? It wasn't yeah. a reflection off the screen if you sat there, was uh, it? No, no, it definitely okay. wasn't. Well, Linda, what do you think of that? I've apologised to myself in mirrors before, so I'm wondering. Well, yes. No, yes. I don't mean like that. I mean, you know, you come out of the ladies' lose and you don't realise there's a mirror in front. You go, oh, excuse oh, me, yeah, I me. Just to be lovely and gentlemanly, I suspect you go and apologise to yourself in the mirror going, oh, sorry, I didn't realise I'm such a beautiful woman. <laughs> oh, oh, it's me. Too late. If you'd have said that Too straight late. away, I would have believed well, that compliment. I'm trying to get a word in with <laughs> Gavin here. Gavin, listen, I want to thank you very, very much. If there's anything more scary oh, yeah. that happens, I'll be honest with you, the, the pool light, yes, I get it. I assume there's like hundreds and hundreds of lights, and it was just the one right in the middle. Yeah, it's it's sixteen pool tables with sixteen lights that are all individually switched on and off, and we turn them all off at night, or we turn them on if someone books a table. And as he walked down, we'd we'd all been drinking, playing pool. We'd we'd left beer bottles around the edge of the pool yeah, table, right. which we weren't meant to do. Um, my DJ, he went as we left. He's like, oh, we left some bottles. He went down to grab them. All the lights were off. He got to the table. That single light turned on. Right. And we all, he looked at us and we were all standing in front of the bar where there's no power switches. Nowhere and near. All, right. Okay. Nowhere near. On the way out. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. You pass with flying colours. I want to say, Gavin, thank you very, very much. Lind, even Linda has stopped yawning for a second and looks convinced. Well, something happened, didn't it? Something happened and we're not, you know, there's more to life, Gavin, than just, you know, BGT and bloody the Bake Off. There's, there's exactly. mysteries out there. There's mysteries out there. What's the weather like in New Zealand? It's cold. It's cold and we're coming into spring, but it's still cold. Yeah, well, it's bloody hot here and we're coming into autumn, so you tell me what's going on. I think it's unbelievable. People going, oh, isn't it lovely, the weather? Not really. Not really. It's nearly the middle of October. It's very confusing time. Oh, it really worries me. Have you seen uh, a change in weather there? Absolutely. We had cyclones and flooding this summer. Yeah. Like flooding in the middle of motorways that, up, you know, um, yeah. waist-high flooding. We had, yeah, crazy weather this, this year. Terrifying. Absolutely crazy. All right, mate. Well, we're not going to solve that problem here and now. Particularly as Linda's looking at her watch, saying, let's go. We've got to go. And you've got to go to sleep. Oh, go back to bed. Have you, have you got work this morning, Gavin? I have got work this morning, yep. I've what got work. What are you doing now? Uh, I, produce, I produce a series of free music events for my local council, for local you know, oh, yeah, people in the community. Lovely. Yeah. So I'm utilising my touring experience that I did for 20-odd years with... Um, what I do now. Fantastic. And do you have to prepare documents and stuff to send to people? And, and yes. Do you ever put any full stops in, in those? Cause... No, no. I'm famous for no grammar. <laughs> Don't believe in it. It slows All you right. down. Right. Listen, lots of love. Thank you so much, Gavin. I really Thank appreciate you guys. it. Love Thank the you show. Bye-bye. Keep it up. Problems, pro a problem shared yeah. is a problem halved. Unless you write to a magazine, in which case it might be 25 quid. 
Well, there is that. That's might be why you're writing. But clairvoyant and modern fortune teller Keely Potts uses psychometry to see your future. Yeah. Please, if you would, read this problem. We'll try and tackle it. This is from Joanna, 29 of Manchester. Hello, love. My ex-husband seems determined to make my life as difficult as possible. I have custody of our two little girls, but when it comes to financial support, he gives me the absolute minimum he can get away with, the tight get. Tight get. I can barely make ends meet and can't stop worrying about the future. I know I need to get stronger and fight for my girl's sake. Can the angels please help again? again. <laughs> the angels may be able to help. Not as much as a solicitor. That's true. Get yourself some proper legal advice. Keely Potts says this. The strength that you require will come to you via angels. Don't, she's got her head in her hands here. But you <laughs> will need to ask them. They also want you to know that worrying never helps. Instead, ask your angels to help you focus on a positive outcome and believe that this is possible. Do you think when she says this to her ex-husband, he's going to go, oh, yeah, all right, good, yeah, speak to the angels. I'm not paying any legal fees. <laughs> Finally, try sending unconditional... Now, this is... This really is out there. Get this. Finally, try sending unconditional love to your ex-husband. Easier said than done. <laughs> I know this might sound very hard, but according to the angels, this fixes most things. The power of love can turn difficult relationships into harmonious ones. Good or luck. it can allow someone <laughs> to take the piss. Good luck with that. So whatever your ex does, send him loving, kind thoughts every day. This will eventually <laughs> soften the energy between you and get you to a better place. <laughs> Problem solved. I can't feed these kiddies, but I love you. Perhaps the angels would like to feed the kids. <laughs> well, if they carry on not eating, the angels will be feeding all of them. Might have to. Will I get a new job? <laughs> I'm sick of where I work at an accountancy firm. Who was it the other day who said about <laughs> don't get a job in the arts? Yeah, this is... No, we read that out. Yeah. This is living proof that someone who's in an accountancy firm is bored. I'm applying for new jobs, but I'm getting nowhere. My boss is toxic, and it's really getting me down. Will there be a change coming up in my work life? And what's the right direction to go in next? <laughs> Do you see a new job for me in the future? Here's a picture of my favourite ornament. <laughs> it's a really it's a saucy one. Shit, saucy one. Of two lovers kissing. in br bronze. Yeah. Which looks like it's... Where's that been? That was someone's bomb by the looks <laughs> of it. <laughs> Katie Potts wants her answer. Good news. Yeah, good. Spirit is adamant there's a change on the horizon. You'll be in a new job, still in accountancy, but with a new firm by the end of the year. So That's just nice. hang on in there for a little longer. So in other words, carry on applying for jobs and another job will come along. Buy a clear quartz crystal or necklace oh. and keep it on you when you are at work. Well, it will absorb all the negativity you feel there. Keep going. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, come on, Linda. <laughs> It might be useful advice for Jesse, 28 Loughborough. OK, well, also, here's some useful advice. Stop sitting on that ornament, you mucky pup. <laughs> uh, yeah, get, get out of the house. Go and get a job. How can we agree? I love my partner very much. We just cannot agree on how to discipline our three children, oh aged 10, 8 and 4. He thinks I'm too soft and I think he's too tough. Is it Daddy Bear and Mummy Bear? <laughs> children get the more we row about it is there anything you can do to help us find a way forward otherwise i fear it might tear us apart diana 42 sheffield <laughs> disciplining children it's a very difficult one isn't it yeah you know 
I I like quiet menace rather than shouting. I like right, psychological torment. With your nieces? Yeah. Are you allowed to d- discipline them? No one's going to find out. No. <laughs> I was brought up in quite a 1950s right. style. But considering my parents were in the 1970s, it was kind of odd that. But I met lots of lots of kids. Not they weren't. They were great, my parents. They weren't harsh. But I did sometimes meet other parents. I thought, God, it's much more liberal in this house. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But it never did me any harm. Maybe that's why I've come out with all these pathetic double entendres because I was somehow restricted as a boy. <laughs> we all want to protect our loved ones. Your your partner believes he's getting them ready for the future while you're trying to manage their feelings. Quite right. Both of you are doing an amazing job giving them a well-rounded upbringing, but it's time you backed each other up. Sometimes you have to let him take control. Other times it's your turn. This, yes. is, this is sitting on the fence. It's advice, isn't it? Here's Where's a you? simple ritual that may help. It's called... The water connection. Mm. When you feel you aren't working together, pour a glass of water for him and another for you. Oh. As you fill the glasses to the same half-full mark, say to yourself, the two make a hole. The two make a hole. <laughs> when you give your partner the glass, don't say anything. Then, if he finishes the water, ask him if he wants yours. This is you showing him support <sighs> and also giving him a chance to open up to no, you. Also, nice. he'll need a piss and he won't be able to shout at the children. That's right, he's got to nip off. Particularly, <laughs> well, what's she? Yeah, he's probably approaching 50. <laughs> I know it may feel one-sided at the moment, but sometimes we have to change the way we think so that others can change theirs. Remember, you are a whole and you can work together <laughs> because you already do. I like that. I don't like <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Don't call someone a whole. That's No, horrible. that's disgusting. I, now, here we are. This one. This is, is he right for me? Oh, God. I recently met a lovely guy at work he's funny and kind and treats me extremely well but what do you mean no don't dip your nib in the office ink oh that's true but although he's really great it's all moving a bit too fast for me get this we've only known each other for a month and he's already taken me to meet his parents and he's talking about our future women don't like that do they i feel a bit freaked out but i don't want to hurt his feelings by being too blunt do you see us having a future together and if so how do i get past this awkwardness alison 31 leads what do you think oh god it sounds awful doesn't it it sounds doesn't too it? much too soon and she's got the ick I, That's what I the want, kids I want call to it. Talk, don't I want to talk about our future. I want to come and meet my parents. And also, now you're working together. You can't swerve him. Oh Awful, isn't God. it? Well, this cha- this is what the advice is from Keely Potts. This chap has fallen in love and wants the world to know it. But you've been hurt before and aren't used to this. The next time he mentions something about the future, say... I'm too busy enjoying this moment to even think about tomorrow. That's convincing, isn't it? (laughs) And there is nothing wrong at all with saying, slow down, I've been hurt in the past, so I need to take it slowly. What? Slow down. Slow down, baby. Slow down, baby. Uh, I know he will understand and go at your pace. I have to say, I do feel like he is the one for you, And she's using capital T, capital Z. The one. But you have to find that out for yourself. Have you ever been with someone, Linda? (laughs) Who is a bit full on? You're going, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Um, When I was at college, I, um, well, let's just call it, you know, remember nightclubs? Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. Remember how uh, there was a time of the night when you would drunkenly fall into someone's mouth and that would. (laughs) Yes, I remember, yeah. So, and then we went out for a date afterwards and he was this Greek guy. Go on. And he 
I remember him being a lot more attractive than he was when I actually met up with him. Ooh. And then he was very full on. Ooh. And then I kept crossing paths with him and he would like always he was like always attached to my face like what do you mean kissing, kissing you? my cheeks and we, we went out and we go out with my friends and he'd be like nibbling on my neck and stuff Disgusting. and I'd be rolling my eyes at my friends going oh this oh, is awful but I was too much of a coward to tell him you know to so I, I, I ghosted him oh. that's what they call it now isn't it ghosting oh you just didn't sort of confront the issue I changed my route to college I changed everything so we wouldn't see each other again I just disappeared oh. and thankfully it was the time before mobile phones so right. it was a lot easier to do that did he send you a letter saying I hope you had a lovely time no I <laughs> He said to me, the thing is, I don't like a quickie. I want a proper relationship. I don't know what the accent there was, but he was Greek. Um, but yeah, said, I don't like a quickie. Yeah, I didn't want a quickie. And I was thinking, I did. Oh, yeah, We're yeah. done. Okay, okay. <laughs> but we didn't actually have a quickie. But I just want, I just, we just had a snog. Yeah. And then it just turned into, it was just, it was barreling towards, yes. I don't know what. And I didn't like him. And he had quite a flat head. Like, yeah, when, did he? Is that yeah, kept... so face on, yeah. normal. Right. From the side, virtually invisible. Just a sec. What, what, his features? Like... No, like, his head was, f- like his, like his mum had let him lie on his back for too long as a baby. <laughs> It's like going out with um, a prop moon. <laughs> what, Bertie Bassett? Bertie Bassett. Flat Stanley. <laughs> Flat Stanley. Oh, Christ. He was lovely. And now, apparently, a plastic surgeon, so I've probably done myself out of... He's a plastic surgeon? Yeah. What, so people are still t- in touch with him? I looked him up. Couldn't just to he see injected what a load of plastic into his face <laughs> to push his, push his features out His face out was him. normal. It was just like when he went to the side, the profile okay, was... A bit, bit sexist to be talking about a man's physical appearance. <laughs> he was like a biscuit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, that's a biscuit. Do you want it? Should we read this? So the answer, the answer is yes. Okay. Well, this chap, Alison Leeds, thirty-one, okay. uh, fella. This chap has fallen in love and wants the world to know it. Oh, we've done this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we've finished. Sorry, those. Greece. <laughs> sorry, sorry to Greece. Chris Lawrence now with an email. If you would please, Linda. Morning. Whilst on a fishing holiday in Scotland in a remote semi-detached cottage, one of our party retired to bed around midnight with the rest of us still drinking and listening to music. Again with the punctuation. I was sat at the bottom of the only staircase in the lounge with everyone else except the early snoozer. He suddenly ran downstairs in a frightened state and asked who'd just been in his room. I told him no one had as I was sat next to the staircase. He told us that a figure had been leaned over his bed and had then walked away through the partition wall to the other semi. I am a ghost and I don't think Linda is any good. Oi! The following year, we we must get her on again soon, Ruth. The following year, we had the other semi and I... Yes, we've said semi twice now. Three times. This is the third semi that we've had. And I uh, shared a bedroom with my brother. I woke to see a figure leaning over his bed. He saw it and asked if I was okay. As I often sleepwalked, he presumed it was me. I answered him from my bed and the figure walked through the same partition wall to the other semi. Where my friend had seen him the previous year. Kind regards, Chris Lawrence. Do you ever get the feeling that someone has given Chris Lawrence a bet and said, I bet you can't say, get them to say semi four times? Oh, what a disappointment. Oh, my fucking God. Well, let's ask Chris Lawrence as we go through to the Zoom. Dale. Well, we are trying to get Chris on the Zoom. No sign 
No. Of Chris Lawrence. Bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah. You must be used to this, though, with spirits and that. I'm not pretending. <laughs> well, I contact his spirits would be on the celestial veil, not on modern technology. Is there anybody expect- there? Chris, please come in. Please. We've done a big introduction. Click once for yes. Yeah. Click, well, click on the start video and audio for <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is embarrassing for you all. I can only apologise. Chris Lawrence did distinctly... I can show you the email Are you sure it was a real email and not one sent from the celestial realm? (laughs) No, it was sent from a bloke who works at... We think he might be a solicitor. Or maybe he's been called to the... Or maybe he's talking to someone in the cells. Maybe. Yeah. That's not my concern. He's waiting... Look, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no Chris Lawrence. We might have to forego that one. What a shame. If everyone could just hold hands and send so, calling vibes to Chris. Calling vibes to Chris with his excellent story. Never mind, don't worry. I was going to say, it's a story about a semi and we got half a, a story out of it, didn't we? we it was a story it. about a semi and in many ways <laughs> that was all it achieved, didn't it? A minor twitch, a minor twitch is all it achieved. We want the full thing, Chris. <laughs> Hold on. Where are you? Hold on. You know what I'm going to play, don't you? I don't want to disappoint you. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Chris, we don't want a semi. We want... You've left us wanting. Come on. Chris. Chris. Is that your willy? Please. (laughs) No, he's not here. Chris has let us down. Chris has let us down. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to ring off for a second. I'm going to send him another Zoom invitation. Just a second. Chris is here on the Zoom at long last. Where were you, Chris? What were you doing? Yeah, sorry, I'm just a bit of a tech idiot, so I struggled a little bit. But uh, I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? Did you feel drawn to us? Because we were invoking you, weren't we? We were, invo- power. we were invoking you. Yeah, I didn't even as... think it would be over uh, Zoom. I thought it would just be some sort of seance, but... <laughs> well, yes, that, that, that's a good point, isn't yeah, it? But we've got to record it for people. I can hear what I can hear what you're thinking now. It's fucking cheek. I've given up my time, and now you're taking the piss out of me. Chris, <laughs> Chris Lawrence, what a story! Oh. What a story! Could you yeah. please just tell us? Can you tell us? Is it real? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's a. It's for for many years. I've had a sort of sort of you say you can see things or hear things it's a lot of it is sort of dream based sometimes and then i'll wake and i'll see things and stuff like that which happens to a lot of people and it's all been explained to me i understand that but this time for it to be actually actually affirmed by another person who has nothing to do with the sort of paranormal or doesn't think about it thought about just my brother who was just on a fishing trip to to have that experience it was incredible really Chris, do not give this one to my left any more ammunition by saying, oh, I was half dreaming. Oh, you know, people claim this happened and they were half dreaming, they were half awake. You have the gift, my friend. He thinks he's dismantling my argument, you see, by bringing me all this. But what I'm wondering is Mm -hmm. how much you'd had to drink on this fishing trip. Oh, that's a good point. Absolutely loads. It was... uh, (laughs) It was a big night. It was always a big night. I was a younger man then, and we'd always go up to Scotland, into the Highlands. We yeah. were in the middle of nowhere, so 
we'd stop at a supermarket, we'd cook for each other, we'd uh, supply our own drinks, there wasn't a pub nearby, so we were basically uh, hunkered up in there, fishing in the day, cooking and drinking in the evening. Because, blotto, Clinton, a blotto. Uh, Linda did have this idea, that, and it's as pathetic that you might have written... Well, I had a bet with your friends how many times you could say semi in an email. Because <laughs> semi on Linda's lips during this. <laughs> they were falling had... down, but many more in between, weren't there? <laughs> many the, more. The, the, the semi bit only really came to me when I, uh, when I realised that it was the same wall between which both the incidents had happened. It was exactly the same wall between the two bedrooms and the right. two semi-detached, right. if that's better, properties. Yeah, yeah. God, isn't that odd? So it was so it was only the second time you happened to be standing. You thought, hold on a minute, that ghost yeah. walked through these. What? That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty One year good. previous. So in the past, that why I mentioned that to my, that, that um, my brothers used to sort of share in a bed when we were going these trips, and yeah. often I would wake in the night, and if it was a strange place to me, I'd panic a little bit and I'd sleepwalk a little bit. So I've always done things like that, but this was just incredible that I was looking at the figure at the same time he was and he thought straight away it was me because he's always lived with me and he's always thought what what's this lunatic up to now why is he stood at the end of my bed yeah you know when you're sharing a bed with someone i just want to say this is just a little second i have i have shared a bed with someone no you, you know when you are i'm not i'm not questioning you whether you're oh have. sorry yeah yeah well you just said with your yeah. brother sort of thing you know yeah. have you ever shared a bed with a friend a male friend or a yeah. female friend and there's absolutely nothing going on yeah top and tail no, not even that. Just kind of together, no. you know. I've done that with two of my male friends, completely heterosexually. Did you cook a leg over? One yeah. of them, both of them did. In, in, <laughs> and I think it's just that they're used to sleeping with their partners. Yeah. Really, one of them is a big Hollywood film director. And, and he... Wow. I was like... I was like, I can't believe this. And then, and, and I was like, oh, I put it down to, you know, he, him used to be in bed with his wife. Yeah. And the next night, yeah. my other friend, I won't say his name, I'll tell you in a minute, he'd done the same thing. Word I had to got go about. Get off. Yeah, but it was really, and I, I don't think it was anything sexual. Sexual. I think it was just force of having, you know, being in bed with someone. They're comfortable with you, obviously. I think people, men are more comfortable with me than women. Are you always a little spoon? Uh... I was on this occasion. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's kind of sweet, really. Okay. I didn't like it. I did feel a bit, I woke up with a shock. But I don't think, and I never mentioned it the next day. In fact, no. they don't know to this day. And no one no one ever mentions it the next day, Clinton. What are you doing for a living, Chris? Uh, I'm a retired police officer, but I work in a school as a pastoral manager. Oh, that is commendable. That is very commendable. First of all, for your services to the police force, I see our work very, very similarly, you know. Yeah, absolutely. the face of helping people. We guide lost sheep, don't we? Well, that's what we do. We sit here spouting, sh giving readings for people, yeah. and you yeah. are absolutely on the case. And may I just say, to be serious for a moment, in this current brutal political regime, there's never been a lot of room for pastoral care. And, it's, and hats off to your school for doing that. Also, strong yeah. male role model. That's what's necessary sometimes. That's right. And when yeah, it's quite limited the men in that role. So it, it is quite a yeah, it's quite a good thing that we can have that balance. Uh, and often, you know, it, it, we deal with kids that haven't got the best of circumstances, and uh, we do feel we're making a difference. And uh, big up to our pastoral team because we do a great job. 
keep it light. And so, Chris, I just want to say, look at you now. I can tell you are a policeman. You've got that look about you. And a very reliable, very competent one and a very honest one. Mm. So thank you very much. And I, and that that almost adds to the authenticity of your story. You think? It? Okay. Very trustworthy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> put your clothes on and put that truncheon away. Right. I'm sorry, Clinton. Thank you. You said Chris naked. Lawrence. <laughs> All right, Chris. Lots of love, PC Lawrence. Thank you very much. Thank you. Love the show. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you, Oh, lovely. You can come again. Oh, well, what a, sh- what a smorgasbord, Linda Bloody Pollock. Thank you for coming. What, what, what are you going to do now, now you leave this place? <laughs> well, it's dark. So I'm Ladies and gonna... gentlemen, we've been going for so long, <laughs> it is pitch black outside. So I'm going to walk down the lane and hope oh! I Oh, yes, go on, keep talking. I'm I hope that. I don't find anything spooky, but if I do, you'll be the first to know. Okay, well, I can't find, went down the lane. <laughs> I went down the lane. Uh, well, What okay. are you going to do, Clinton? I never ask you. Oh, well, I've got a nice bit of turkey I'm going to Ooh. eat. Uh, I had booze last night, so I don't think I should have that tonight. That's a bit of a shame. You've not tried the um, wine-free wine with a little bit of vinegar in it? <laughs> do you know, that crosses my mind every now and then. I still it's delicious. Can't... How disgusting! <laughs> um, well, I won't be trying that. Look uh, at this, though. My belt is like... I'm that is true. make another notch. That is true, but I'd rather it's be... the vinegar. I'd be... <laughs> I'd rather, rather be fat and pissed. <laughs> anyway, listen. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Linda. We're going to go now. Yeah. Don't forget, we'll see you at the 100 Club. Get tickets for the 26th of November. Get tickets for the uh, 3rd of December. And there's also a, a January and February gig coming up too, but I don't want to blind you with science. Bye-bye, Lindy. Bye, love. Until next time, namaste. Well, obviously, my thanks to Linda, to Lewis MacLeod, Adam Anwar, Gavin Dowie, Chris Lawrence and Glow for this lovely play-out music accompanied so ably by uh, guitarist Archie Levy. Look, come and see the show 26th of November live at the 100 Club. Please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance. Let me know, let me know, let me know If you gotta, if you gotta Take it slow, take it slow, take it slow Until next week, namaste. I've got no idea what you're talking about. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. 
we're watching, fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Yeah, all right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fading nail.